The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Many people expect the Chicago Bears to draft Defensive lineman, either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter in this upcoming draft. I'm going to today talk about the top five defensive linemen not named Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. We're also going to regrade that Chase Claypool deal. And what did what value did Ryan Poles really get into that deal? We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans. So yesterday's episode live stream of Chicago Bears Central, we gave grades to the front office and to the coaching staff. And a lot of the comments in that video, uh, a few, let me not say a lot, were, you know, talking about the Chase Claypool uh, deal. And so I want to take a look at the at the Chase Claypool deal before we talk about the top defensive linemen to come out of this draft other than Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. Um I want to really kind of reframe that deal and look at what the Bears gave up. So the Bears did send a pick that ended up becoming the 32 overall pick, which for the most part is almost, it's basically a first round pick, right? Let's be clear. It's it's still a, a first round pick uh, because of the things that, that were happening. And because of that, um, it, it, it really reframes that value. The Bears could, could have had in this draft two uh, picks that would have been basically in the first round. Now, what kind of trading power would that have had? Now, I get it. Had they traded the pick that they got in the Roquan Smith deal that would have been closer to 50, it really would have made that deal look a little bit better. But on top of Claypool having an injury that put him on the sidelines for a while, him having to learn the playbook, we just did not get the value that we thought we were getting to um, from Chase Claypool. Now, you know, so that right there, some people could say that alone makes that deal an F. And you know, honestly, for the people that would say that, I can't, nah, I would not be able to necessarily fight against that, right? I wouldn't be able to. To rightfully so look at that and say, hey, you're completely wrong. What do you mean? What do you, what, what, what do you mean that that deal is an F? But realistically, you do kind of have to look at that, at that deal and, and, and reframe it in a way that it's like, man, that, that, that deal is tough, man. That's a, that's a tough deal. Um, and so, you know, looking at it, and of course, people have uh, hopes of T. Higgins, Devontae Adams, or any other big name wide receiver, but it doesn't necessarily seem like that's what we're going to get back now had we had that 32 overall pick that definitely could have been a gateway into that deal to try to trade for a T Higgins trade for a Devontae Adams and now that we don't have that we are stuck with Chase Claypool now we have to give the debate of are we going to extend Chase Claypool or not that's going to be the biggest decision leading into this now with this Chase Claypool deal and if Chase Claypool has a big game next up next season for the Chicago Bears with improved offensive line all those things that we're talking about it couldn't really reframe that deal again. And we could look back at it and be like, no, it actually was a really good deal. And la- and really, when you look at the, the Bears having Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, Velius Jones, Equinomius St. Brown, all already locked up into deals for next season, it doesn't seem like we're maybe going to get the upgrade at wide receiver that we would hope for. And that makes that deal look even worse in a case like that. So while Ryan Pose has made a lot of great deals, of course, with hindsight, it makes the Chase Claypool deal not look as good. Now, again, 
didn't get a chance to learn the playbook, was injured for a while. Injuries on top of that with, with him being thrust into the number one wide receiver spot when Darnell Mooney went down. There's a lot of things that played into it. But right now, that deal does look like possibly one of the worst deals that uh, Ryan Poles didn't make this season. Let me know what you guys think on that one down below. Now, before we talk about the, the, the top defensive linemen, not named Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, in this upcoming draft, I want to talk about why we're focused so much on this. Why a defensive lineman, I still do think maybe what the Bears go for um, with their first pick, no matter if they trade down or not, could be a wide receiver as well. But, you know, with that being said, let's talk about the, the Chicago Bears defense and what it was this season. We only had 20 sacks this season. That is the fewest in the NFL. We were late, led by a rookie safety and Jaquan Brisker with four, with four sacks. Three and a half of those sacks were accumulated by players that we ended up sending away, meaning that nine and a half sacks were due to, and just nine and a half sacks were due to the defensive line as a whole. So, you know, and looking at the defensive line, you got Justin Jones, versatile, we'll see. Travis Gibson didn't really build off his 2021 season. Dominique Robinson showed some flashes, but just overall as a rookie, did not really show that he earned a starting spot in this season, in, in the upcoming season for the Chicago Bears. And then on top of that, the Bears created just 24, I mean, created pressure on 24% of the pass rushing snaps this year, which is also the lowest in the NFL. So when you bring all those things home, it really does point to def the defensive line being an area that needs to be addressed very, very early in either free agency or the draft. So today we're going to talk about the top five defensive lineman prospects in this draft not named Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, just because the Bears may trade down lower than what we're thinking and may miss out on the chance to draft one of those guys but add considerable assets to the team. The first one I want to bring up is Miles Murphy, who is an edge rusher from Clemson, and he is a versatile player. The reason why he's probably the next defensive lineman on most um, big boards after Will Anderson and Jalen Carter is because of his versatility. He can fit into almost any scheme in the NFL. He has the combination of size, length, and explosion that just makes him a, 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 a monster on that defensive line in both the passing and rushing games. When you look at uh, Miles Murphy as well, he uh, and, and his projections, he's, he's, uh, he's a junior in high school. He's 6'4", 275 pounds. This guy is a true prospect that also has the maturity to come in and be able to contribute right away on an NFL roster. So Miles Murphy is definitely the next one up if the Bears do miss out on Will Edison or Jalen Carter. The next one up is Tyree Wilson, and this is another edge rusher. This one's from Texas Tech. And so he, while a little bit better in the run game than the passing game, at least in my opinion, he's a senior from Texas Tech, 6'6", 275, yard, uh, yeah, 275 yards, 275 pounds, another really big defensive lineman that can do things. He spent two years at Texas A&M before transferring to Texas Tech. Um, he has versatility to play both edge positions, and he can play a little bit of the interior defensive line, which he did do for the Red Raiders. So that could be a piece that you can draft if you do end up moving down in the draft. Um, to where you can't draft Miles Murphy or Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, to where you can add a versatile piece to your defensive line that allows for flexibility on how you build out the rest of that line. Meaning, if Travis Gibson or Dominique Robinson do show and flash more of that potential that we saw from them early in the season when they were in a reserve role that then says they need to be a starter, Tyree Wilson can fit in at either other edge position, and you can line them up in that interior defensive line in certain uh, matchups. He has great ability. Great ability in the run game. Amazing ability in the run game. 
you know, the, the pass rusher, he's he was better as a pass rusher when he was playing inside rather than on the edge. But again, the strength, the combination of speed, the momentum that he can get, that he can build, plus his moves, he can definitely be a force for the Chicago Bears defense for years and years to come. The next person that we're going to talk about is, is Brian Barisi. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I could be murdering his name. 6'5", interior defensive lineman from Clemson. Uh, he's 300 pounds. Again, that's a big that's a big boy. Uh, he comes in. He has a natural ability when you see him. Of uh, he, he just gets through gaps. He constantly gets through the gaps, and he, and, he, and he wreaks havoc on the offensive backfields. Now, that can be both in the running game and the pass game. He was a five-star recruit when he was initially recruited, and he was the number one recruit in the country coming out of the high school he came out in Maryland. Again, didn't necessarily show some of that in, in, the, um, in, the, in college football, but again, when you look at potential, he's further down. Um, he's, he still could fall, I think, in that, in that top 10 to 15 area. But again, he can come in. He can play well. Um, he didn't. He only played four games um, in college football after tearing his ACL. So that is part of the reason why um, you know he may move further down. He could be available. Hell, he could be available if the Bears do go edge and Will Anderson. Um, they could. I'm sorry, edge and Jalen Carter. They absolutely could still draft Byron Barese if they get an additional first-round pick, depending on where they go, because of that ACL injury, he's definitely in potential to do that. Now, the next one up that I want to talk about next is Lucas Van Nice. He's a, uh, a edge out of Iowa, 6'5", 264 pounds. He didn't play a lot in college football. So there's not a lot of – when you're looking at him, you're more looking – this is definitely a high upside pick, hopefully. Not necessarily – you don't necessarily have the tape on him to see it, but he has a super high ceiling – for the NFL, he can be very versatile. Um, he's extremely attractive when you look at like where he can line up at. He can be that outside run defender. Passing game needs a little bit of work. Um, he needs to learn to lose his, use his strength a little bit better as well. But again, another one that the Bears could go after. Lastly, Derek Hall, an edge out of Auburn. And so this guy, another big guy, 6'3", 251 pounds. This guy is an explosive pass rusher. And that's where the, that's where the Bears need the most help at. Definitely a big pass rusher. He can he can draw double teams on on downs, which can free things up. He's a strong run defender, but not necessarily the best run defender as well. He has raw athleticism, power. He does miss some things to his game. He needs to develop um, more so at, with with his uh, with his moves and things like that to kind of get more creative in how he can get to the pass uh, passer or to the runner. But overall, again, that's another prospect that the Bears would have to trade considerably down for if we get that far down. And even then, if we get to the area where Derek Hall is on the board, we may go a different position, either quarterback or wide receiver. Cornerback, not quarterback, um, or wide receiver. But those are the top five defensive lineman prospects, in my opinion, not named Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. You guys can let me know what you guys think about it down below. This kicks off, this week kicks off. Our draft coverage, we're going to be doing different positions every single day, doing top five prospects in those uh, positions. So let us know any guys you want us to make sure that we bring out or take a look at. But that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. Like I liked in every episode on Bear Down. Love you guys, man. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.